Welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast. Today is the 17th podcast. That has gone by really quickly. 17 weeks. Well, a little bit less than 17 weeks. A couple yeah. times we released two in a week. But uh, yeah, this has been going really well so far. And uh, I wanted to talk today before we started off about a couple things. But is there anything you wanted to update about uh, things we've been up to uh, this week? Not particularly, no. I think we're all uh, just, you know, we're just plugging away at the course expansion and uh, lots of other things, mm. uh, setting up email campaigns and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exciting so. stuff. So, um, <laughs> but uh, there was one thing that I was thinking about yesterday, which relating to uh, motivation and Chinese study, which is, um, you know, there's this idea. I think there was a guy who wrote a book about this called Skin in the Game, which is all about how if you want to succeed in whatever endeavor that you're pursuing, you have to have something more than just like, I don't know, uh, just a, okay, a teacher tells you do this textbook question or whatever. That's not really enough. Because, and the reason why I thought about this was that yesterday uh, I was talking for about an hour and a half on the phone with our developers of our WeChat app because they were kind of wanted to sort of overcharge us for this mm. stuff that they wanted to do. And I realized like, oh, they're they're trying to charge us too much. And so – how do I go through and, you know, get them to understand that like what we need, it shouldn't be this expensive, blah, blah. And that, so there was some real skin in the game. It was like this conversation is going to potentially save us. Well, it ended up saving us a lot of money, right? So the point being that when you have skin in the game, that's the thing that's going to make you more than anything else, you know, focus in, get something done. You know, our friend Nelson is a sax player mm. and he said to me that, he, when he first started playing here with our keyboard player, Mark, he had to play the opening melody of the heads of songs. So just basically the, just in a jazz tune, you have the head and then people play solos and you play the head again. And he didn't know some of them. And so he, he when he got into the performance, he had to just go, all right, I got to really listen. I got to really focus in because I can't have a bad performance. And he actually pulled it off. So it's sort of, sort of that sink or swim thing. Mm. And so... You know, I was thinking there's a bunch of ways in which you can help yourself add skin in the game for Chinese. So, like, one of them is to have money on the line. But, like, mm. you know, I, I don't know. Another one probably would be maybe, like, relationships. You know, have you ever found in your relationship, you know, because you've had a Chinese girlfriend for a while, that it, like, helped to be able to express something in Chinese and it mattered more that you knew the Chinese or anything like that? Absolutely. Well, I, it's more for, for me, it, it's more being able to understand what she's saying. Sure. And and she her English is really good, but my Chinese is probably better than her English, to be honest. And I'm just sometimes it's so frustrating. Like it's frustrating having arguments or discussions with your spouse anyway. But it's like uh, I should say fiance. Yeah, yeah, right. Sorry, right. but uh, like it's it, I keep trying to get her to speak Chinese when we're having important discussions, you know. And she just <laughs> keeps going back into English. And because she does that, she'll make. She'll she'll say things in a slightly wrong way, and then you're not sure. Exactly or what I misunderstand what she's saying. What are you saying? What did you say that? Like, no, that's not what I meant at all. And then we're having an argument about something that doesn't doesn't even exist, mm. or shouldn't mm. we shouldn't be talking about? You right, know? right. So that's one motivation to develop listening skills in Chinese is to you know. Yeah, then you can just be like, look, if you do it in Chinese, I'll be sure that you're saying it. Correctly. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And that, uh, yeah. by the way, that was two yesterday. That was also the same thing because mm. I had to make sure when these guys were telling us what exactly they need 
mm-hmm. uh, to do to make the uh, WeChat app. I had to be like, okay, let me make sure I understand all of the steps here. And I had to keep, stop them several times and be like, wait, no, sorry, I don't understand what that means because it's a uh, coding term that you just used. And I, I you have to like have the the ability to stop them and say, no, what define that term, you know, and like you could easily do this in English, but it's like, it's harder, it's harder in Chinese, obviously, because you have to go a, just what do you mean in general? Cause it's my mm-hmm. second language. And then, but to then be able to stop them. And the reason why I was able to do it is because I was motivated by the real world effect. You know, and it's like, there's something about the, the classroom setting that just feels so not real. And so it feels very unmotivating, but yeah, like, mm-hmm. so, you know, you get relationships, business. I mean, I can imagine just life, you know, if you don't have the ability to go outside and just go and buy a coffee or go and, you know, yeah, go up to a in, fruit stand. And... Being in China, as that's like a, sure, it's more yeah. of an obvious one, especially if you're in like a, a, a tier two, tier three, tier four city or whatever, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, not Shanghai or Beijing. But even there, it's still, still essential if you want a higher quality of life, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I found that even in Hong Kong, because in Hong Kong, you know, everybody speaks English, but it's still the fact that I didn't speak Cantonese there. There were things that, you know, mm. you were kind of like you get by with English, but I felt like I would have really thrived if I knew Cantonese. And uh, so, yeah, that's definitely a skin in the game. So basically, it just got me thinking about how whatever you're doing, try to think of a way to come up with some actual results. And I mean, there might be some artificial ways to sort of make this happen. You could set a bet with yourself. You could uh, get an app like... Um, there's all these habit building apps. I think one of them's called No Zero Days. Perhaps maybe I'm announcing for, you know. it to your friends is also a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, announcing it to people that you care, of whom's opinion you care about, right? So you care yeah. what they think about you in some way. So yeah, your sure. family, your, your spouse, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And if you, um, you know, if you are, this is another possible um, useful usefulness of either. You know, on the higher level, a therapist or on a lower level, just a kind of coach or something as you set, you tell them like, you know, because um, I know a lot of people will see uh, either like an online counselor or in, you know, a re- I saw a counselor for four years and it was a very useful thing to go, okay, this is the thing I'm going to do and you're going to, I'm going to talk to you about this next week. You know, and it's like that, that makes a difference too. It's a person holding you accountable and like, you know, your friend, maybe it's not, maybe your friend doesn't want to do that because mm-hmm. your friend just wants to hang out with you. But like, um, that's a good one. Possibly paying, family. Uh, paying $500 for our lifetime access. Of course, yeah. So invest the $500, obviously, you've got to make it get your money's worth. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Just, exactly. just an idea. Just, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so that's probably, of all the things that we've said, that probably is the best Yeah, uh, I, say, I think that's most relevant. So, uh, skin in the game, that's the theme of that opening little screed. So, um, <laughs> so let's, let's go into it today. So we're going to start, as usual, with uh, the prop suggestions that came in. If you don't know what that's about, Check out the show notes to the episode uh, where there's a link to the blog post uh, about what props are. But uh, with that in mind, let's go to the first one. So this is character number 136, mm. which is m, And this is just sort of a suffix character for words like shama or thumma. And so uh, the character, it's a pick a prop and it kind of looks like ah. a little bit of an elbow and yeah. it sort of looks like a flex flexing. So Chad says, I thought of Popeye flexing to be the representation i, I reckon because you've got the line above as well you can check this out in the show notes there but uh that could be his pipe so he's got like the oh, arm and he's got the pipe you know yeah like, exactly perfect nice. yeah so that's uh that's a good one mm. and that's obviously like barely has a meaning at all so mm-hmm. you can't really base it on the meaning for that one right so based on the appearance uh william Edmides on pick a prop for 
R, just the two lines for number two, so that's a whole prop as well. Um, I choose I choose R to represent the gutter lanes in 10-pin bowling. Mm. As a bonus, R sounds like, ah, as if you accidentally rolled a gutter ball. Oh, yeah. So sure. or it could just be the actual the actual lane itself, just a bowling ball, a bowling lane. Yeah, because it's got those two sides that are very clear. It's got yeah. really, really um, uh, sort of iconic sound effects as well. Mm, so you can mm, yes, that. absolutely. Ryan Smith on character 181, Yun, Cloud. Pick a prop, so we just suggest a cloud, obviously, but yeah. he's gone four. More specifically, Cooper, the floating cloud sort of tortoise from Super Mario. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A Mario Kart as well. Oh, like, if you yeah. fall, fell off the edge, he'd like with a fishing rod he'd like yeah. lift you up just play that loads <laughs> absolutely that's and I, just as a comment on that that's the exactly what we mean by don't just take stick or cloud or whatever you know it's mm -hmm. like oh stick gandalf staff no or a cloud not lakitu the koopa from uh mario it's like that's the perfect example of just a quick extrapolation so yeah good yeah. Uh, also from ryan the uh, yeah. on character 196 for uh, Liang, which means uh, two or doubled or pair, uh, pick a prop. And he says, Two-Face from Batman, the animated series. Obviously great. That's very good mm -hmm. and uh, very distinct. Again, that awesome. one's related to the meaning. So it's, yeah. Yeah, good. excellent. Very good. So the next section here is actors. Uh, again, don't know what actors are. Check it out. We've got the links there in the description. William Edmead is again on character five. Gan, as in dry. Well, at least that's one of the meanings for it in that particular pronunciation. Casting call yeah casting call sorry yeah. uh would it be a good idea to use my granddad for the g initial uh, uh i said yeah yeah <laughs> like, sure sure that's uh, totally fine there has been like we've sort of sometimes been like hey don't imagine you know very very close family members like your mother or your sister because obviously that's going to limit you as to what you cannot you're not going to involve violence with your mother are you so mm -hmm. <laughs> so that would limit you somewhat so maybe it's uh, occasionally best to choose people i don't know one degree of separation away, maybe mm -hmm. like a cousin you don't like or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but you know, you can imagine what you want. So, yeah. yeah I mean, considering all the options you have, violence is just one of the options you can use. Yeah. Again. Yeah. So it's, it's probably fine. And we don't and even necessarily encourage using those sorts of uh, yeah. things anyway. You don't, just, you don't yeah. need to. One of the, yeah, it's just one of those things where memory is memory. It doesn't, memory doesn't distinguish between good and bad or scary and uh, like cathartic. I mean, obviously cathartic memories are maybe the most fun if you make a, a movie scene that reminds you of a time where you had a great revelation in your life and or you can beating apply up that. your school bully. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a violence and catharsis together. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes, obviously, scary things, violent things, we remember them too. There's a reason why, you know, Game of Thrones is popular. So, mm -hmm. uh, Next one, Graham Hopper for character 41, Zhao. So you have to choose someone for the Z character, a real man, real person. Well, I wouldn't say Mark Zuckerberg's a real man, but there we go. So Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is the one he's chosen yeah, for that. So, very, so that's the Z last name there. That's fine. You can always go with the last name. So in your mind, Graham say to yourself Zuckerberg you know like say like when you're saying oh put my scene together you know you can come on you can become on a first name basis mm -hmm. with all of your actors because mm -hmm. there's only so many so in this case a surname basis basis so you can imagine you're going like hey Zuckerberg you know even though you have billions of dollars just Zuckerberg do something yeah, <laughs> you know, he's so. technically an android uh, he's not really a human man yeah but of course yeah, it, yeah. We'll, we'll let that we'll one. let that go yeah, yeah it's a fictional character really William and Media is again on bonus dialectical problems. So this is from the Pronunciation Mastery. We talk about, uh, there's a video where we talk about, you know, non-standard Mandarin mm. and what to mm. do about that. 
so one of the things we talk about is the northern accent where they they use um r a lot r hua they call it mm. um and William says, I thought I heard Annie saying back when we learned about Thanks for clearing that up. I was thinking that's an interesting sh sound. <laughs> so another thing that Northerners do often is they'll they're very, and then my, my fiance is a Northerner and she says this herself, but she, you know, she, they're very lazy the way they talk. Uh, yeah, they're very, they should like shorten stuff. <clears throat> and you'll say, 多少钱? That's like, I guess the proper way to say it, if you like. And they'll go, 多少钱? 多少钱? You yeah, know, so they'll, yeah. sort, they'll shorten it. And that can, you know, so that's why we point out, because we know from experience that, yeah. that, hang on a minute, I learned it this way. Why is it slightly different? Like, it should drive me mental sometimes, because I, I had a good ear starting yeah. out, and I'd hear this different. I was like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, frustrated me. So um, we made that video for that purpose. So, yeah. Yeah, so, like, uh, the, one of the things I think William's about got a good ear as well. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I think about this is that, you know, the... You could say that they're efficient. That's the the, the more positive way. It's like lazy or efficient, either way. But I, I love using that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the reason why it's efficient is because if you think about it, if you were to say uh, D, S, H, and Q next to each other, your tongue's like flying around your mouth. So it starts off in the D position, which is the same as English, like sort of top teeth. And then you have to go back for your, your S, H, and then you have to go back down for the, the Q. But if you just take away the S, H, then you just go like top to bottom, just boom, boom. Dorothea. It's kind of like how it's kind of like how uh, in England there's I mean, you have loads of this in America I'm sure as yeah. well but you know so isn't it we'll say in it you know yeah, yeah. it's just a way of or uh, do you yeah. know what I mean do you not do you not do you know what I mean instead yeah, of saying yeah. do you know what I mean you know it's just, it's just <laughs> my like, dad had one uh, in Virginia growing up so like slightly southern thing which was um, uh, you would say can I come with you you just go can I come with you you know Kakamwitcha. Kakamwitcha. It was pretty funny. Yeah. All right. Gareth Dawson on problem initials overview. Thanks. Yes, I am a nitpicker. Do many people pronounce sing like in the English sing? It took ten minutes to figure out that pronunciation with my Chinese colleague. Does the A and E sometimes have the exact sound? Oh, this is a different question. So first we'll address that. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's normal. You know, and I'm I'm assuming that you you wanted to mention that in case it's not just me making that mistake, is it? Yeah, yeah. People do that, sing, and that's why we spend so much time on the tongue positions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they'll say e jing, you know, jing instead of uh, instead of jing. You mm -hmm, know, it mm -hmm. does sound wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those things. When you say, um, I, I always say Beijing correctly because I'm just I don't know I'm just used to it. Like because that's how you say it in Chinese. But obviously everybody always says Beijing. Beijing. Yeah. Uh, and I sort yeah. of it's always that. And same thing with a Shanghai. And like when you, but everybody says Shanghai in the West. And so I always am, when I'm talking to Westerners, I'm like, do I choose to say it correctly or do I choose to sound like But then it can, pompous, get, it can you know? get annoying, like pompous. Like, it's like, right. yeah, I went to Paris last week. It's like, <laughs> right, yeah. mm, not friends with you anymore. <laughs> do you know what yeah, I mean? But the thing is, I don't even do it consciously anymore. I'm so used to saying it in, in, a, in a Chinese. But yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a problem. You, know, you got to be aware yeah. of that. Uh, okay. So, and then the next thing here is saying, uh, does the A and the E sometimes have the exact same sound uh, as in, uh, like, for example, they share the eh sound in N as in ten. Mm. And it's it's true. We actually mentioned this specifically mm -hmm. at some point. I don't know when, maybe after this video. But yeah, like A has three different pronunciations. Mm -hmm. A, A, and eh <laughs> when yeah. it's when it's, but it's only pronounced eh when it's in I, A, N. That. Uh -huh. So it's yen, for example, eh. 
And it's, it's funny, we actually discovered this whilst we were making the course. So uh-huh. it's like, yeah, E also has three pronunciations. Um, uh, uh, as in L, D, and it also has the E as well, like in, um, but it's more like a Ben, Ben. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, it, well, that would be, it would be in the E-I, no, 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 right? Sorry, a. sorry, sorry. I'm, yeah, sorry. A, a. sorry. Right, yeah. yeah, I haven't done it in a while. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah so the third one would be E, as in A, yeah, so E-I together. That's, that's yeah, yeah. One. That's an annoying thing about pinion, but luckily, pronunciation mastery is now free. So any of these, you know, you can see whenever you want now. It's great. So yeah, um, if you ever have these questions. Eight-hour yeah. video course that we spent hundreds of hours making is yeah. now free. Yeah. We don't, <laughs> we have no regrets. No, re- no regrets in life. <laughs> All right, cool. uh, Gareth Dawson on character five. Oh, it's the Gan again, mm-hmm. uh, for, but this time it's for the make a movie. So then we're going to move into the make a movie section here. Mm-hmm. So where the actual we actually put the all the ingredients together to yeah. represent the meaning of the character visually. So for Gan as in dry, this is what Gareth's come up with. I use Garfield outside a bank throwing a pipe onto a cross, but I also add the detail of the pipe that is shorter than the horizontal line of the cross. Sure, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Not 100% necessary, but it's fine. And the environment then changes into a dry desert as punishment. That's the key bit that shows mm-hmm. dry. To make sure the top line is not longer than the bottom. Yeah, so he did that to make sure that it's absolutely perfect. Mm. Um, so that's, yeah, very simple story. A to B, you're following our instructions perfectly. Yeah, Keep it as simple as possible. Again, you don't have to do that necessarily with the shorter line and the longer line, but if that 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 might help in the early days. Yeah. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, it's definitely um you'll and find it's easy to do. If it takes like a second, then do it. Yeah, know? yeah. And I mean the 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 thing I always remind people of who get a little bit too analytical early on is that the mnemonic device is merely a reminder. And when you actually write it on the page, you get the visual feedback of the actual character on the page and then the visual feedback of the character on the Anki card. So if the you, it only has to be good enough to get you there. So if it's not absolutely perfect in the scene, as long as it still gets you to the place where you visually recognize it clearly on the sheet and you can go, oh, yeah, I remember how that looks and that looks correct, you're mm-hmm. fine. So, But, yeah, that's great to do in the early days. I agree. Good. Uh, so next one, Chad on character 133. Hi, Mm. as in still, I guess. Is that the key word we chose for that? I believe so. Let's see. So he's in his old trailer in the kitchen because it's second tone. And the actor is Hu Jin Tao. So Chad always likes to choose Chinese movie characters. Uh, Well, in this case, it would be 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 the president, former president. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Ah, Luke's uh, knowledge of Chinese history is why, is why learn history like, living in the past um, props Dalton <laughs> and Road I'm not really sure what that is but we'll find out I'm sure yeah okay Hu Jintao has retired from politics and came to the US to privately tutor me in Mandarin <laughs> at my old trailer <laughs> I love this premise sorry alright go on however people have found out that he is there and want him to tutor them so they can speak Chinese mm. there are so many people that I had to set up barriers and have Dalton standing in the road I think it's a friend of his I'm not sure yeah. uh, preventing people from getting inside I tell Hu that they will go away soon but he tells me that those who want to learn Chinese will wait forever we study all day and into the night, and I keep looking out the window, but all the people are still there, still. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we finish studying, who points out that uh, out the window to all the people and says, see, they are still there. And I guess the body language and, and facial mm-hmm. uh, 
facial uh, expressions will also show that. Mm. Wanting to learn. And he goes over to the window, uh, window sill, sorry, to grab his phone. He then posts a time-lapse video that he's been recording to his Facebook page with the caption, people still waiting to see me for tutoring. So <laughs> I can see here that uh, Chad is, because still is mm. one of those, this is, I would say, the most challenging type of keyword. Sure. Right? Yeah. So totally abstract. You know, you don't, you can't just see it. It's not like cup, you know? Yeah, so. that's the easiest yeah. is simple nouns like car or cup. Um, and then there are also uh, some abstract things like, for example, number 10. But that's actually so abstract that it's, you just find something, an object like Maradona, for example, the football player with number 10 or, or, mm. or number 10 Downing Street, you choose a, a yeah. British prime minister. That's also like the second tier, I mm -hmm. think, in my opinion. That's like not too It's like tough. an abstract thing that you can easily apply Attach a concrete object. To. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's this one. This is like the third most challenging level, at least for definitely for beginners, is just words like this, still, or mm -hmm. to need, mm -hmm. or to want. <clears throat> and what you have to do for these is you really have to use, this is the way we've always solved the problem and over the years we've spent teaching this live, this is the, the best tweak to this, which was use acting skills. That's what we call it. Mm -hmm. Basically, use facial expressions, um, use uh, extra props, extra objects, mm -hmm. um, and he's used like the passing of time in this case. So use your Love that. use okay. your environment, um, and then he's he's really run, run it into the ground there with the Facebook time lapse um, video, and he's just and, and posting and stuff. So, but that's a good special effect. That's a little bit different from the montage. So, like, you know, we can maybe add that to our list of special effects is like a time lapse video. Time lapse or the passing of time in some way, day mm -hmm. to night. Yeah, yeah speeding yeah. up, slowing. Yeah. We've all seen that at this point. There's been some video you've seen of like the sun going through the sky really quickly and, you know, you see mm -hmm. the, the clouds and everything. And that that is a good effect. You know, the montage effect is something we recommend when you want to get across the idea. You know, I mean, it's like every movie director has thought of this. They're like, well, Rocky needs to go from not being good at boxing to being good at boxing in three minutes. So what are we going to do? All right, we're going to show the different shots of him doing these various things. Time lapse could be great too. And that really does get across the idea of still. It's like you show a time time lapse. Maybe even imagine the sun going up and down many times. And then, sure. oh, they're still there, right? You know, so yeah. that would make sense. So that was, that's a really good way around that. Uh, and by the way, yeah, I would say it's the most challenging keyword. But again, it's only most challenging if you don't know how to handle it, mm. uh, if you don't know what to do about it. Um, right. But right. we also, cover that heavily even, in the course. Here's even another technique you could use. This isn't what t Chad did, but mm. still has more than one meaning in English, right? So you could also just mean keep still, right? Now, that's not the meaning of this character, but if you really couldn't think of anything. It's a last resort. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, definitely it's, something you can do. It's definitely a last resort because you mm. don't want to confuse yourself and think that that's what the actual meaning is. Yeah. But because you maybe you just can't remember, he's there's still there, that meaning of still. So if you can't, the idea of people keeping still is a lot easier to visualize. So perhaps uh, you could do that and just, you know, when, once you see hi in context, mm. you'll know it, that's not what it means. There so, was something else. Oh, yeah. there was the word, another thing we did with that uh, was sentence. Mm, right. Like, ju, like, that's yeah. in, ju is a sentence, yeah. like a, an English sentence or whatever. Right. Because uh, again, that's really tough. How do you visualize a sentence? You'd have to pick it out of a book or it gets quite abstract. And mm -hmm. um, so we imagined, hey, why don't you imagine a judge? Passing down a sentence. Because by the yeah. time you learn that judge passing down the, the character for that, if, if that even exists, right, the, to your knowledge, uh, you've already cemented Jute mm -hmm. and you've, yeah. you've learned that character. So it won't be a, too much of an issue. Exactly.
All right, nice. Next, we have a scene from Ryan Smith, uh, which is for Yun, uh, the character that we gave the uh, keyword mobile. So, like, this is kind of um, the most sort of comprehensive keyword you could pick for this character because it's a it's one of those characters, like a lot of Chinese characters, that have a lot of usage usages that are essentially the thing you can extract out of it is that it means mobile. So you have yun dong, which means sports or like moving around in that way, or you've got yun shu, which means uh, to transport or, you know, transportation in general. Yun mm. xing uh, is like, um, that's kind of used when you're... Uh, Function, kind of so like yeah, something's yeah. functioning, and then toyun uh, is what you do with your baggage at the airport. So you, you mm. it's moving it around and yeah. giving it to the uh, airline company, which is tool. Where like I'm giving this to you so that you can move it. Yun, right. So I did. We did the best we could to sort of pick out the essence, the jing sui of the mm -hmm. character there, and yeah. go for that. Oh, that's a great word you just said there, jing sui, which is a uh, basically yeah, the essence. All right. Yeah. So um, the scene here. Uh, is Ryan says a scene where the props just kind of write themselves. So you have the cloud on top as the prop, which is Lakita from Mario we mentioned earlier, and then uh, we have the road on the bottom are the two props. So he says, so Yoda, my YU actor. By is the way, Yu is the gods category, right? Yeah. Yoda's so, kind of a god. So maybe he chose Star Wars characters. Maybe, or he considers Yoda kind of god. He is sort of. Uh, he does seem to live, even though he's dead in the movie Sam. so um anyway so so yoda my yu actor is running down a road that's going through my parents in law's bathrooms that's why he has the en set in his parents in laws mm -hmm. uh he falls off the edge of the road and slides into the tub that involves the location a little bit and then lakitu appears in his cloud and pulls yoda up into the air and then spins yoda around underneath him like a mobile over a baby's crib mm. so ryan actually just did the same thing that like uh we said chad might have been able to do with uh high with still because uh mm. he, that's not technically the meaning of this character the the mobile the mobile that goes over a baby's crib but well, it's called a mobile because it's yeah. It's constantly moving. Right. So, right? Like, yeah. so it sort of works both ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, by the way, that type of thing happens in Chinese all the time where they'll make a noun out of a verb or a verb out of a noun or an adjective out of a verb. So, like, they'll just say, yeah. okay, this thing means mobile is in uh, an adjective, but this thing is always mobile. So, we'll mm. call it a mobile. Right. So, it's kind of interesting um, mm. how they'll do that in Chinese as well. So, great. I, I don't have any problems with that one. No, not at all. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, another one from Ryan. Um, character one eighty seven, Ke, as in Ke, like to be able. I think, <clears throat> I think we chose able to be able to for this uh, one. I think so. Yeah, let me just double check. But um, yeah, another character that is uh, very dynamic. Yeah, we went with like can, as in able to. Can. Yeah. 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 Some of my animate props are starting to take on very consistent personality traits in my scenes, so mm. anthropomorphization or something like that. For example, the Rolling Stones mouth I use for coal, like as in mouth or opening, yeah. has become a complete jerk in all the scenes it's in. I'm finding that this consistent, obvious personality really helps me to remember it in my scenes. Yeah, I love hearing <clears throat> stuff like that. It's very true. I mean, why shouldn't things develop a personality <clears throat> over time? You know, you're kind of, we, we always think in story and that's what this is about, you know? So it's like why, yeah, your Rolling Stones mouth develops kind of a, uh, it's sort of oh, I'm kind of a kind of a jerk. I'm sure I did that too. Yeah, I just yeah. can't. I'm trying to recall, but it's been so long since we've actually needed to use the method now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's uh that definitely tends to happen. Mm, yeah, it's mm. a good thing. Next uh, on the character <clears throat> E, which it means um, 
chair. So it's a pretty uh, straightforward scene. Mm-hmm. Kind of the opposite of still. So you, know, you just think of, what's my favorite chair, right? So it says, to help emphasize uh, the halo for T, which is the right side component of this. My scenes so far have involved the halo sitting off to the side somewhere in the scene. Oh, and then at some point, my actor grabs the halo and puts it on and grants them some sort of superhuman ability. <laughs> nice. In the case of E, uh, putting on the halo grants my daughter Eliana the superhuman ability to mold a Christmas tree into a chair. Cool. Nice. Very nice. specific. I love I like it. it. And it'd be cool as well if the Christmas tree still looked like a had like a Christmas tree feel and look to it, but yeah. it was just chair shaped. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. I like that. So yeah, that's a great use of the, that's an advanced use of this method, but we've said that before with props. One of the things you can do with a prop is make your actor have a change. And one of our common ways of doing that is to, for example, the female prop new. We're like, okay, well, how about you have your actor wear something that is like, I don't know, like lingerie or something like that, regardless of whether it's a man or a woman or a god or whatever, just have them wear lingerie. And that's your indication that the new prop is there because it's a particularly female thing to wear. All right, so um, and I like that. I like the fact that because what a lot of people tend, to, well, some people tend to uh, make a mistake uh, early on is that they don't actively interact with all of the props at some point, mm-hmm. right? So the prop just be standing there or like just sitting there in the corner. Mm. But um, just that just reminds me of something. A key point is just to always interact with yeah. not only the location itself but also the props every single one needs to be interacted with or interact with someone right right and i like the action reaction it always gives a special power after getting the special mm-hmm. power she can then do something you know it's great it's mm-hmm. awesome uh character 140 duel as in to lose mm-hmm. uh so like i lost my keys <clears throat> not lose a game so yeah. we've got this is the story we've got here we're all hanging out in front of my in-laws house and the city has begun the installation of a new traffic light mm. My landlord, Diane, is hanging the new traffic light for the city on this street. So, by the way, this character was made up of our suggestions, which is a traffic light, meaning go. Mm-hmm. Green traffic light, preferably, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. Samurai sword on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, that's it. Yeah. Unfortunately, she can't get the new traffic light to work and doesn't understand why. She gets increasingly angry and then we notice that the traffic light doesn't have any bulbs in it. But she can't find any. We were all laughing at her and asking, how could you lose bulbs for a traffic light? Incensed, she pulls out a small samurai sword and cuts down the traffic light and it crashes on the ground. Mm. Yeah, mm. I get, get, again, another one. Lose, I guess, is, is very abstract, mm-hmm. but you show it by looking around frust- in a very frustrated way. I've lost the light bulbs for my traffic light or whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That that will clearly show it. Yeah, yeah. I think in the, you know, okay, there's pl- several tropes of things you lose. Keys, first one that comes to mind for me. I actually had a moment Doing of losing this, my right. keys yeah. uh, last night uh, briefly, uh, but I found them really quickly. But it was like I thought, I even thought of it as I was doing. It. I was like, "This is funny. I can't find my keys right now." This reminded me of Mandarin Blueprint. <laughs> so, all right. Next we have Chad. Oh, geez. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm in this one. All right, so this is the character uh, number one forty one fa, which means like method, right? So uh, uh, or methodology. So the location is his first apartment in the living room because third tone. Uh, the actor is me, Phil Crimmins. So the, that's um, F A. So F has the same sound as the beginning of 
fill. So it's that's what he went with that. The props are uh, hose, which will be the water component prop, and a traffic light. All right, so I hope nothing terrible happens. Let's see. <laughs> I'm sitting in the living room of my first apartment, and I get a knock at the door. I answer it, and the gentleman says... Hi, I'm Phil Crimmins. If I can come in for a second, it's so meta. <laughs> if I can come in for a second, I can show you this new method for learning Chinese. Uh, I let the guy in, and he sets his briefcase down in the living room. Uh, he puts out a hose and a traffic light and proceeds to tell me how these represent props in his new Chinese method. And he acts out a scene where he puts them together to make some character. He's spraying the traffic light with water in the middle of my living room uh, going on and on. He tells me that with his method that anyone can learn Chinese for only payments of, excuse me, uh, $15 a month. Oh, so three payments of uh, $19.95. Uh, I tell him that Chinese is too hard to learn even with his new method and he leaves. I would leave, I would say. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and I mean, that's that works because method is, of course, related to the Mandarin Blueprint method. It's a close enough thing. You know, there's plenty of visual cues in the Mandarin Blueprint method. So, uh, great. That's, that was one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me <laughs> reading that. <laughs> All right. Oh, Tad also sent us an email recently mm. as well. This is uh, quite interesting. So, uh, I thought I would share this with you. I taught myself how to use chopsticks this week. Never mm. before have I been able to use them. So, I gave it a go and it took about five YouTube videos and 36 hours, hopefully not in a row. Uh, <laughs> but I got the hang of it. I decided I wanted to appreciate Chinese food and culture more. So, I learned to cook a few basic dishes. I conquered sticky rice. And then tonight, I actually made shrimp mei fun. I don't know what that is. Um, and my fiance did say it tasted as good as our takeout place. Ha mm. ha ha. Next up is buying a wok, and I want to learn how to make pepper steak. I suppose I should go do Anki. <laughs> well, Katsumoto was a big fan of this. So when he yeah. lived in uh, Utah, uh, I believe it was Utah, studying, mm. he used to, everybody thought he was weird because he was like going into all of his classes and he was had sushi and was always eating with chopsticks with sushi and you know you think well what does this have to do with the language and it's like well what it has to do with is the immersive element of it you know you want to be as much in the uh environment as you can imagine that you're just a chinese person and this is just the way it is because if you think of it like that that's that sink or swim feeling about it you know i have to speak chinese i have to do things in the same way chinese people would and i mean sure it's just a thought te technology it's just an experiment but i do think it has real effects on your feelings towards mm -hmm. the language so uh yeah do anki but this is totally working towards your goal i, I don't think it's in any way uh, a distraction yeah uh, another email we got from Ryan Smith. Hey guys, is there any possibility of releasing the new eBooks in a different format? I don't have great eyes and so I prefer to read on my Kindle with a bit larger text, mm. which is something I can't do with a PDF. Not sure what program you use to generate the text, but many programs have a feature that will allow you to publish the book into an EPUB format, mm. which is a generic format so that can be easily loaded onto any e-reader. Thanks. Um, and he offered to help us with it if we couldn't figure out. I actually... Like I've I've sent him some, I, I converted them to PDF to e EPUBs and it didn't work. Mm. But I, I I'm going to look into this. I I, I actually forgot about this because um, yeah. there's so much stuff on at the moment. But yeah, I I think we should. So I'll I'll do we that. We make it with uh, pages, right? You made it with pages, or was it yeah? But then PDF expert. So I'm mm. not sure. I'll, I'll figure out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll I'll figure out this week. Well, the various the very the little the, at least what we could do is take some of the pictures out. 
uh, just take the pictures out of it and then have the text and then if we convert it to EPUB because I think the advantage of the EPUB reader is that you can change the text size but if you have pictures in it then changing the text size might mess up the formatting or something so if we just took the pictures out to make a easier to read version we, you know, we could easily do that I imagine all right all right well let's end with a uh, nice uh, message we got from Ipsita Napak, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, and this came to our email. She said, hi, Phil and Luke. Thank you for motivating uh, me these 30 days. So she has been getting our 30 days of motivational emails from the Pronunciation Mastery. I haven't finished the Pronunciation Mastery course yet, but I'm very happy to move ahead slowly. Your video and teaching method is so simple yet clear. I can focus on each video. May it be about a tone, pronunciation, or a new word. And you'll be able to reference it forever. Uh, so let's see here. Thank you for guiding the beginners perfectly. Gradually, I'm liking to learn Mandarin. I know it's too early to say this, but at least I'm not scared anymore to learn. I'm glad to find Mandarin Blueprint. Keep doing this great work. And I loved that she said, I'm not scared anymore to learn. Because it is... If you break it down, that really kind of is the base emotion behind not starting something. You know, like it's like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about learning Spanish now. And I'm like, oh, this seems like such a big task. And I'm kind of, if I really broke it down, I'm like, oh, it's because I'm kind of afraid of it. Even though I know, it's like I learned Mandarin. <laughs> I could try, I could know I could do it. But there's sort of a, a sense of, oh, it's a big thing and I'm going to have to put time into it or whatever. And uh, so that feeling, if we manage to help you get rid of that, then mm -hmm. fantastic. That's, That's kind great. of our... Well, that's one of our key goals of doing this whole thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And luckily, like some people, like, I, I actually wasn't afraid at all. I was the opposite. I was, I was, I thought it was going to be easy. So mm -hmm. I had that advantage, I guess you could say. And then I had like a rude awakening after coming to China and doing it for like a, a six months to a year. But um, you know, it's uh, I, I guess the majority of people are like this, sort of like because they don't, they can't come to China, or they come to China but they got their own separate jobs and businesses and family and whatever. Yeah, and it's just like okay, I really want to learn this, learn this language, but I remember being called an idiot by my teacher a lot and made to feel like an idiot in school. Uh, I suck, so you know, at languages, um, which is almost never true. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's just you know the school system, right? Yeah, yeah, it sort of works. Yeah, and then there's no skin in the game, as I was mentioning at the beginning of the podcast. So uh, when you're in the school system, so you're just yeah. kind of like, oh, I have to, so. But, you know, it's like everybody, when they're forced to do something, they're going to be as resistant as possible as opposed to, you know, going for it and having a real consequence. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's all the questions for this week. Um, just a couple things, uh, announcements and just things to kind of get off the uh, off the board. We still have those two new ebooks out. So check them out uh, there. Um, we'll leave the links in the show notes and um, they're free. The Pronunciation Mastery is free. All the, oh, You always have those links at the beginning. Uh, this week we put out a blog post about uh, Guanxi, which is the concept of sort of your relationship network in China. And um, that's, uh, it's pretty in interesting. I think it's got a couple of uh, perspectives that I haven't seen before. So maybe you'll find it interesting. And then um, uh, the next podcast or two will probably just be Luke flying solo because I'm going to be doing some traveling. Uh, my sister's getting married. So I'm going to go see her there. It's always fun to go back to the States and like everybody tell people like, yeah, well, what do you do? I'm like, well, I live in China and run a business teaching Chinese and they're just like um wow uh, okay I uh work at a restaurant over here <laughs> like this is sort of it's funny but it's um you know I like it it's really fun to go back and see uh the 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 fatherland I guess I don't know what you call America <laughs> but mm -hmm. um yeah going to Florida Ugh. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, don't, just be, I know nothing about no, that's because of all of the uh, headlines you get about Florida. So uh, anyway, <laughs> we'll uh, don't get attacked by a meth head or whatever. Yeah, that's there's so I many. I can't believe it. my sister. I was always just like my sister's not from Florida, but she lives there, and she's always just like I can't. I Move can't, I, from not, heads. Nothing will will surprise me anymore. She said about Florida, <laughs> the things that she sees. Anyway, all right, great. Thanks so much, guys. And uh, as always, mandarinblueprint.com for any and all information. And uh, now. All customer support emails, please send them to contact at mandarinblueprint.com. And uh, we'll see you, well, Luke, we'll see you next week.